Welcome to the Perpetual Learner Podcast, brought to you by Cal Poly Pomona's SHIPS Alumni Relations Committee, where we focus on interviewing STEM professionals who want to give back to the community through mentorship, support, and development to those who are seeking professional guidance. this episode of the importance of synergy in school and industry, we're going to be talking about the importance of teamwork and effective communication during your undergraduate and graduate studies, and even as a professional in industry. For today, I'm your host, Kimberly Cornell, and I'm accompanied by Miriam Lopez, and we are joined today by SHIP alumni, Diana Landa Verde. Diana Landaverde graduated from Cal Poly Pomona in 2011 with a bachelor's degree in mechanical engineering and a minor in energy systems. During her time at Cal Poly, she was an active member of the Society of Hispanic Professional Engineers, serving as club historian and executive vice president in 2008 to 2009. She also was an MEP member, a resident advisor for University Housing Service, and a community advisor for village housing during her time at Cal Poly. Diana has worked the last 11 years at Southern California Gas Company and held various positions in different groups. Currently, she is an engineer too for Geographic Information Systems Asset Integrity Data Collection Team. In her current role, she conducts quality assurance processes on pipeline information used throughout the company. As an alumni, she appreciates the experiences a ship provided to her and wants others to have the same opportunities to help their future careers. With that being said, welcome to the show, Diana. Hi, guys. <laughs> Thanks. Welcome. Thanks. I feel very welcome. So I'm excited. Awesome. awesome. We're excited, too. This is our first episode, so thank you for jumping on. Oh, my privilege. My privilege, guys. <laughs> Okay, so just to kind of get a little bit of background on yourself so people know like who you are, where you come from, we could start off with kind of having you share your ship involvement um, and your history. This would be kind of a great way for the audience and for ourselves to understand how ship has been a part of your undergraduate and even professional career. All right, so um, my history, though, I mean, I joined as a member in 2006. Um, that was like two years into um, being at school. I actually have known about SHIP since I was in middle school. Um, mm -hmm. My sister was part of the SHIP chapter at Cal State Long Beach. So when I would go visit her on the weekends, her and my other sister, um, she would take me to some of the SHIP events. So uh, I actually got to meet some uh, SHIP members when I was younger. And then when I started going to larger ship events, they saw me and recognized me. So that was pretty cool um, that I kind of felt like I already was a little bit at home when I started joining ship. Uh, but uh, I joined ship as a member mostly because a lot of in a lot of people in my classes were part of ship. And uh, I was so busy just living the dorm life that I just didn't think about it. And then one day I joined. Um, there was one guy, I vividly remember the person who really helped me join ship. He was running for ASI and he saw me walking to class and he literally comes up to me trying to get me to vote. And 
for him too, right, to be the engineering representative. And then he goes, hey, are you part of SHIP? And I was like, no, but not yet. I haven't really thought about joining yet. He's like, you totally should. He's like, why, why wouldn't you? And then he started telling me all these things about it. And I was like, oh, yeah, you know, my sister was part of it. He's like, oh, then you should really join. And he immediately gave me all the information. And till this day, I still talk to him. Um, and I know him and his wife and his little kid. But uh, ever since that point, I was, I joined and I was hooked. <laughs> um, everyone saw how outgoing I was. So they first asked me to be historian. And I was like, okay, I could, I could do it. I don't mind. I didn't think about it too much. I just did it. And after that, I went to every event. I went to every conference after that. I went to every carne asada cell, champurado <laughs> cell that we have <laughs> at one point in time. Um, uh, everything, right? And so um, I was working on the banquet stuff. I was starting to put together, you know, how every year they do a slideshow. And as we were putting it together, the one of the VPs like, you should run for vice president. And I was like, no, like everyone's like, like, oh no, everyone's way closer friends and I don't think I'll get voted. And, and, and he literally was like, no, you should do it. So I was like, okay. So I just tried it and then I won. And then I became executive vice president and I just joined, um, I feel like this elite fraternity when you join a ship e-board where <laughs> all of a sudden you just get to meet all these people and network. Um, and from that, I loved it. I had so much fun. And after I was in e-board, I became the ship national committee chair because I loved going to conferences so much that I was like in my last year, I was like, I'm going to plan going to conference. And that year I was so proud of myself because I, we were able to get over a hundred people to go to Washington DC. And that's a goal within itself because we were flying to the other you know, side of the country. Um, but it was, it was great. I loved it so much. And I enjoyed just being part of it and being in the familia and, um, just the people I got to meet from across the country that I still talk to, um, just because, you know, we built these relationships within our own chapter or within um, other chapters, you know, other ship presidents and vice presidents and um, ship national committees that, uh, you know, I got to meet. And so it's been super great. Um, as a professional, I'm, I've been part of the um, ship professional chapters, but I haven't been involved as much just because I live really far out, out from where the bigger uh, chapters are, but also just the, you know, it, it gets a little bit harder, but I'm still very involved with keeping ship like within even our own company. So I know in the past we've tried to like start up a chapter in our own company for ship. Um, so we're still trying to get that going a little bit at a time, but I, you know, I still want to be as involved as I can be, and I try to reach out as much as I can, which is a lot of the stuff that I do with uh, keeping up with our, you know, the ship chapter at Cal Poly, just because, you know, it meant so much to me that I've tried to keep it going, and so it's been now 10 or 9 years since I graduated, <laughs> and I still keep in contact with the ship chapter there because it just means so much to me, so um, yeah, that's basically it, I feel like. I've been just non-stop, like, uh, revolved around ship for so many years, and uh, even outside of school. So it's been great. That sounds amazing, Diana. Uh, what's your favorite memory from ship during your undergrad? 
Ooh, that's hard because I feel like everything was my favorite. <laughs> um, if I had to pick just one, um, it would really be Mila. Um, Mila is such a special type of conference. Um, I, it just made you, it empowered me so much to just be better at being on eboard and and to even be a better like um, Latina like ambassador for like kids and even my own like younger cousins to help them strive to be better. And though all the conferences kind of do that, I feel Mila is so special because everyone there is is there for the same type of like learning. And it was just constant learning how to network, learning how to um, just step outside of your own comfort. Uh, you know, through all these breakout sessions that you did and um, the case studies that we did where we had to work with people who I had never met before <laughs> and put together these presentations in front of an auditorium full of people. Um, and it was just a great experience. I think that was by far one of my funnest, like, conferences and my first experience of flying alone um, <laughs> and being by myself without my parents or my friends around. It was it was it was pretty cool i loved it and i feel like that it really geared me to be very professional and and learn how to do that so well so um it's awesome i actually from one of the people from those case studies i still talk to him off and on till this day and uh, it's really great to see how involved he's been in ship national and just yesterday he's like can you believe it's been like it, we've known each other since 2008 and I was like oh my god like, that's crazy <laughs> um but you know we had never met before then he lived on the other side of the country and we maintained a communication this whole time even just through like social media so it's been it, I think that why that's why it's one of my top favorite is just that experience alone if I could just add on, I would 100% agree with you, Diana. Mila is definitely like life changing. I went mm -hmm. once and it was just, it was so much, but it was such a great experience. Like everyone you met, um, the case studies, all the workshops, they just, they really kind of nail you down and teach you about professional development and like being a student leader. Um, and every time, I would like lead a workshop or something after Nila with the chapter. I would be like, this book right here cost me, you know, probably about a thousand dollars, but this information is worth the price for you guys. And like, they would always be like, Kim, I heard a notebook. I'm like, but it's, it's worth it. Like this information is for you. So I a hundred percent agree with your new experience. Yeah, it, it was great. I feel like it's, a, I don't know, it's different than even the ship national chapters for some reason. It just has this different feeling. And so um, I kind of showed my support to, to my friend who I had met in Mila uh, yesterday because they just started right and I was just like you know I hope it goes well <laughs> um, because he has had such great experiences he's still part of doing Mila and I was I was like oh hopefully one day I can get to a point where I could go back to Mila and experience that again but as a in, like a as an industry professional so um, but yeah it's amazing so I top top experience so <laughs> That definitely sounds like a, a fun time. <laughs> One more question. For any underclassmen in SHIP, what advice would you like to provide them? Um, I think the thing that 
I mean, it's weird for me to say it because I, my comfort and like shell is very vague. <laughs> I, I am, my comfort zone is really large, but it really is stepping outside of your comfort zone when you join ship. Um, if you really maintain to yourself, you don't gain a lot of the experiences and knowledge and, and skills that you can learn and achieve through ship. I think that's like the biggest thing is, is being to just take the risk of just trying. Like really for me, it was like, they, they were telling me you should do it. I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> and I did it. And so really um, doing that, the stepping outside of what's comfortable for you is the best thing. And in an in, in industry, that's literally a, almost an everyday occurrence is of trying to like step outside what's comfortable for you. Uh, and talking to different people and ship really provided that. And so just keep doing that and not be scared to step out in front of people, to take a leadership role, to take a committee role, to even just volunteer or to talk to people about ship, even if they're, even if you're not an e-board, just talking to people about ship is, um, is, is enough to just kind of step outside of your shell if that's not normally you. So I think that's like the biggest advice I can give um, besides, you know, do good in school, but, <laughs> uh, but really it's just doing that with ship is like, I think the best thing that you can learn from you'll, you won't regret it. I never have. And most of my friends haven't either. So good. We're in, we're in the same boat. I've never regretted joining ship. I always tell people like I am who I am because of ship just because mm -hmm. it definitely like teaches you how to network it teaches you about your leadership skills how to strengthen like your communication and everything as an undergrad so it's definitely something to kind of like keep in mind when you're in school is looking for that club that's gonna grow you professionally because it definitely helps out in industry so mm -hmm. like diana with your experience working in like committees and on eboard it definitely does require being a team player right and being a good communicator and with this in mind can you kind of focus on the importance of being a good communicator or a good teamwork player in specific when it comes to school? Uh, yeah, so I, I feel that teamwork as a skill is so underappreciated as a student. And I think you never really understand that it's a skill until you're out of school. <laughs> so uh, it, 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 to me, it's like so important. Um, when you're in school, a lot of your, you know, when you get to your upper classes, a lot of them involve group projects. And um, knowing how to work with your team is so important, right? Because it provides you um, skills that you don't think you're learning. So um, just on top of that, it's just, it's just, it's important to learn that when you're in school, because it helps you in the future. So some of the things that you should try to get out of, you know, working well in, in the team when you're in school in a project is understanding people's weaknesses and strengths. The, the upside of doing team projects when you're in college is the fact that most of the time you get to work with people you know. Sometimes even like your close friends, right? Because you become really close friends with other people in your classes. And, um, you know, you could have friends, like I've had a friend that I did from day one all the way till we graduated and walked together. And, um, and he knew my weaknesses, I knew his weaknesses, I knew his strengths, my strengths. And so when we did team projects, it just worked really well because 
we were able to already assess each other's strengths and play to that in our team. And so I don't feel like people think about that now when you're in school about, you know, oh, I'm, they just say it, it just happens, right? That you say, oh, I'm really good at this. I'll do this in the team. And then somebody else goes, well, I'm not as good as that, but I can do this, right? And so that already kind of happens naturally in a team. And so understanding that skill of learning and assessing people's strengths is really important. It helps you because it also helps you communicate better with people, right? It helps you learn how to like talk to them about what they're working on or what you're working on. And so it's really important. The other part is, is that everyone's working for the same team goal, right? Everyone wants a good grade. And so if you're not a good team player, you're just going to ruin everyone's goal of getting a good grade, right? If you're not part of the team, if you're not working together, you're going to fail the rest of the team, which means you could have gotten an A, but instead you got a B. So, or you got a C and you could have gotten a B, right? And so you never wanted, at least I know I never wanted to be the person that caused somebody else to get a bad grade. So um, when it comes to the importance of working together in a team at school, it's just, I don't think people understand it unless we're told that, right? And I feel like that's like a big thing now is like, I want to tell students how important it is to learn how to work with people in the future that's all you do <laughs> um, in industry you never work in a silo you never work by yourself and if you do work for yourself you work for a bigger goal and in school that's that's the same thing you can work by yourself your homework and all that stuff but um, when you're in a team it doesn't work that way right everyone wants a good grade the other part of teamwork that people don't realize that they're working on is also when you're studying when you're studying, you're with other people specifically, you're building other people to be better. They're helping you to be better. And, and a team, when you end up working on a team project with that person, you're on the same level. You both know the same thing. You both understand it. And so it helps your teamwork. It works your community. It helps your communication. It helps your goal to achieve it and get a better grade for it. So I feel like as a student, that's what you have to always constantly be working on is just being that team player that just helps everyone and helps, which in by, by default helps yourself um, be, you know, get the grade that you want, but also learn these skills um, for the future. Um, hope that makes sense. <laughs> no, it definitely does. Thank you for that, Diana. Now, one more, uh, to add on to that, for a recent graduate or working professional, can you explain the importance of teamwork now in industry, what um, the differences between industry and school and how it is working as a team? Uh, yeah, so, so from, from what I've seen and what I felt I've learned is that because I, I, I learned so much as when working in teams in school that now when I'm in a team for, you know, for my job, I understand how to play to people's strengths. Um, I try to promote those strengths within my team. Um, I'm one of the most senior members in my team. So I really try to say, oh, you know what, this person's really good at this. Maybe they can handle this instead of myself, you know. Um, so I do really try to promote that. Um, because I did before I wouldn't do that before I would be like well I can do it and then I had too much on my plate right? 
But if you play to other people's strengths in your team, it builds better communication. It builds the trust that they see that you trust to do the work. Um, that, they, that you're telling them, as part of the team, I trust that you can handle this. Um, and I tell them that too, which is very weird. I say, I trust you can do it. You got it. And, and I feel like that really helps my team work together better. Um, I really learned from all my groups when I would come in to assess everyone. I was literally like, I felt like I was just this giant sponge of noticing what people were good at, how the team communicated at that point, and then how I can help achieve the team goal. Because even though we might all be doing different things, we all worked for the same goal. We had the same goal for a group, for our department, for the company, right? And with SoCal Gas, it very is like safety first for our customers. And if we aren't doing that first with everything we do, then you're not working towards the overall company goal, right? Second thing for my team, I feel is, is communication. If I don't talk, if, I, if we don't keep good communication, um, we're not all gonna be on the same page. And that really can um, impact your team and your work. So I really try to make sure that everyone in our company is on the same page. And so when you're in school, you try to do that, right? You try to get everyone on the same page, on the same time schedule. Um, and it's hard because everyone's stubborn and everyone's young and you're trying to learn. That happens in industry as well. But at a different level, everyone's kind of wants to still be set in their ways. But if you start trying to get everyone on the same page, it really develops everyone and it develops your team to be better and stronger. And I've seen that with a lot of my teams. If I go in with, with this mentality of learning and building our communication and our trust, it really just amplifies everything. Um, and, and, and it makes sure that everyone feels like they have a part of the goal and a part of the team. Um, and another thing that I realized that I, I've started doing is basically replacing myself um, because getting everyone on the same page also means everyone knows what you do. I share the knowledge. If I learn something new, I share it with my whole team. I have everyone become an expert on it because then I can go on vacation trusting that my team can run smoothly. The train keeps going with me, with me or without me. And I've seen so many teams lose a person and it devastates them. It's like they lost so much knowledge. And if you don't start building that knowledge sharing within your team, it hurts because then people leave and then you have to rebuild all over again. And um, it's just so hard to like, move past that and I've had I've been in teams where that's happened and now we're like okay now I have to learn everything without having any prior knowledge of it um but it's because we weren't communicating we weren't working together and when we started doing that my teams I just felt like the environment got better everyone got along better everyone uh, just seemed to be happier in their teams rather than miserable <laughs> or feeling isolated and so um that's the things that like from school I didn't realize I was learning until I was here from eboard too as an eboard member if you didn't communicate with each other you failed right and it was obvious and you didn't want the rest of the club to see you fail and I learned that I learned that if we didn't talk to each other we were gonna look like a hot mess <laughs> we were gonna look 
so bad and none of us wanted that. So if we didn't build that communication um, and made sure we were all keeping our timelines, making sure we were all together in going towards the same direction, um, you know, it was, it was the best thing we could have done. And so I felt like learning that in school, I like definitely transitioned it over to any group that I work with now. And um, it's been the best. It gives me, I feel like it makes me a better hire for other groups because they, you know, they talk, all managers and team leads, they ask about you when you go to new jobs. And if you are a team player, that is so important because then when they hire you, you're the right fit because they needed someone like you. Rather than just what you know, it's how you interact as well. So I feel like those are all really important stuff that just kind of like, you just kind of have to learn to learn from what you learned in school and then bringing it over to your professional career. Yeah, a hundred percent. Even like for myself as a young professional, a YP definitely knowing how to be a team player is so important. And especially kind of like what you mentioned is that when you have that knowledge, sharing it with everyone, that's something big that my team in specific really focuses on because then if someone needs to, you know, step away for PTO or go on vacation or something, definitely knowing that everyone else can handle the workload and everyone's knowledgeable about what they're working on, it makes a big difference, um, like on projects and just in general. So Diana, with what you were talking about, Mm -hmm. Can you kind of give an example, if you do have one, um, where someone wasn't either pulling their weight on a project and how your team went about it, either in school or in industry specifically? Um, you know, in school, it's kind of hard because I always feel like if someone doesn't pull your weight, everyone just steps up and does it because everyone wants that good grade. <laughs> so I feel like that in school is a big driver if someone doesn't do their work then you're like okay well we have to do it because we don't want to fail we don't want to get a bad grade um in industry it's a little bit harder because you're kind of nothing stuck but they're in your team they're not going anywhere it doesn't end after 10 or 12 weeks right you're with teams for years two years three years um so you kind of have to learn how to deal with that um what i've seen work and what I've tried to like kind of apply to my team is really setting timelines setting goals that everyone has and then also setting meetings um part of like a lot of my groups that I worked in was very like we need we have deadlines we have to return these things really soon and so what we started doing is just having weekly touch bases all right What's going on? Is everyone working on this? Does anybody have questions? Is anybody having trouble with anything? Um, did anything new happen that we all need to be aware of? And so I feel like these weekly touch bases really help our team all stay on the same page. So then if somebody isn't pulling their share, um, we don't isolate them. We don't say like, oh, well, this guy isn't doing it. I'm not gonna talk to them or this girl's just horrible. We kind of still keep them in. We keep them in and we make sure everyone has deadlines so they don't feel like they're the only ones and we make those deadlines um achievable and so i feel like it's it's hard because no it's not that no one's pulling their weight it's just everyone has a different way of working and so learning that and um, has been hard and i understand that because it's hard to learn other people's work ethic but we i just really try to make it so that everyone's on the same pace 
so that if somebody's falling behind, it's kind of hard for them to do, you know, to not pull their weight. They have to, because everyone else is rolling, right? And so they kind of have to keep up with everyone. They might be behind, but they still keep up. And so I feel like that the the timing setting, deadline setting, strict like goals, achievable goals, really helps in avoiding that now in industry. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're going to run across it and it's just really just how you deal with it and how you communicate with people. But the way I've tried to get our, all, our, all of our, my team on the same case is just that, is just keeping these regular meetings, regular, regular touch bases so that everyone's on the same page and no one feels like they're being left behind. But you also don't, um, you also don't leave people any room to lag, right? Because everyone's on the same page on the same timeline. I couldn't agree with you more, Diana. The, those are definitely <laughs> very um, good examples. In your personal opinion, <laughs> what are three qualities that qualify someone as a great team player? Um, it really, and learning. If you can teach others and learn from others, that's a big thing. If you can communicate well, but also listen to others is, is, is important and if if people can trust you and you can trust other people is really big so when I go into interviews I try to keep those three things in mind because I feel like that's important for any team to have someone who communicates well who trusts that they trust their own experience but trust in their team and I, I, I guess it would be like like you just want to make sure that you have those qualities just to just to know that you're going to be an asset to your team. So hopefully, <laughs> um, it's just I feel like those those are probably the three that I would do. I would I would 100% agree with you. Those are definitely three great qualities. Definitely being a good listener and having that trust is so important as an engineer specifically as well. Because um, then, you know, your PM or you could, whoever you're supervising, you trust them mm -hmm. enough um, to do their work. So when it comes down to kind of teamwork in general, it does definitely play a huge part in industry. And even with like communication itself, sometimes we believe, you know, we're explaining something well or correctly, and then it could be interpreted as something else, right? It's like you're, you're saying one thing, but sometimes people don't 100% know what you're saying or you think you're communicating, you know, correctly, but you're not. Mm -hmm. So with kind of that in mind and your experience with like SHIP and being a team member and, you know, you're working in industry, what are your thoughts on kind of effective communication as a working engineer yourself? Um, it's super important. I feel like, I feel like I was never a good communicator, at least in paper. <laughs> I, in speaking I felt like I was always good and I had no issue giving my opinions and stating my opinions and, and hearing other people's um, opinions but um, it, it was it's such an important aspect that I learned in SHIP is how to communicate so other people can understand you um, and I was never scared to ask for feedback on my own communication, um, to, to ask them, okay, oh, how did I do? Or, or, or even now in my team meetings, if I say something, I really do make sure that I was like, okay, I hope, you know, like, let me know, do you guys have any questions? Is, is there any, any room, anywhere you didn't understand? Um, I really try to keep that in mind. But the biggest thing that I feel 
as engineers, some of us lack is the writing communication because verbal communication can 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 change. You can uh, change that very easy. I feel easily within one person, a person, um, but the written communication is very hard. Um, I was never good at like English and grammar, <laughs> and so that type of communication is probably the place where I see um, there's there's more. Um, miscommunication. Um, I see it happen through emails and through text and through messaging. And so I really see that that aspect of communication um, is something that all engineers should work on because we're not taught to write emails in school. <laughs> uh, we're, we're just taught to, you know, learn engineering. And once you go out into industry, you're going to have to start writing professional emails. And it's so different than actually talking to people. Um, you gain the confidence to talk to people through ship, to talk professionally. But it's always networking-wise and talking about your, you know, your skills and, and, you know, practicing your elevator speech and doing all these things to, to, to be a good, um, the writing. And so I've actually worked in the last couple of years to improve that um, myself as a professional. Um, our company like offers a writing seminar and I, I took it because like, this is the best, this is the best thing I can do because I was being clear, um, making sure I was professional. So um, I took this class and I learned so much because it really, like the way we communicate has changed, at least when it's when it's not nonverbal communication has changed. Um, don't want to date myself, but when I was younger, we only had email and we used Messenger very unfrequently, but we would text. But now everyone's on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. And so your way of, of um, nonverbal communication has changed, right? Your writing communication. And so I had to learn how to write emails professionally. <laughs> um, I had to learn how to send messages via our chat in, at work professionally not just come up like hey what's up like you know I can't do that to my manager <laughs> and so I kind of had to relearn all these things that I feel like we never worked on or that we probably hit in an English GE class but never you know we never reached the point of like you know, we never talked about using LOL or BRB. <laughs> and so um, I do see people do that in emails. And sometimes I'm like, oh, like this is going to the manager. And it's kind of like, oh, that that's not good. So I had to work myself to make sure I don't do that in emails. So um, I came up with things that I know that, I, that I'm trying to be more aware of in my own communication um, as a professional. But I think that as a student, you should also work on it. Because if you work on it as a student, you're less likely to have to work so hard as a professional to get to that level. So like I learned it to not use acronyms. We always send all these emails with all these acronyms with job specific. Like I work, I, I have a page of acronyms just to remember what they all are. Um, but when I send an email, I can't just say EPM, AAM, whatever, all these weird acronyms. I have to make sure that I play to the audience that I'm emailing to. So um, I do make sure I don't use acronyms. I don't try to abbreviate things that I'm very straightforward. Um, I'm always, I always do a greeting, even on Messenger. I'm always like, hi, Elio, you know, hello, uh, Kimberly, how are you doing? Like I 
really keep it very professional when I'm reaching out to people. I try not to make very long emails. If things are way too long, I just place the phone call because I know verbally I can explain it better than if I was writing it. And so I do try to do that a lot. I try to reach out to a lot of people I work with via phone rather than sending an email, rather than doing a chat on our messaging app. Um, it just helps eliminate any confusion, any place that people might misunderstand anything that you're sending. And I think as a student, I never thought about that um, because we always communicate. We always talk to each other. I don't think I ever sent really long emails as a student. Um, so I really thought that that was really important for me to learn how to do. Um, I also made sure I put clear dates and deadlines. And I feel like I learned that through SHIP, right? Like if we sent something, we would always say, okay, this is the deadline. This is when we need to finish this. This is when we need to have it ready. Um, being clear with that in your communication um, is really important. Even verbally, that's important. Because I feel like people, if you just go, well, maybe we can have it. No, that doesn't work. It really is, we need to have it at this date. We need to have it ready by this date. So I try to do that now with a lot of uh, the things I do in my group. And um, this sounds funny, but reply all. Once you get onto industry, you'll understand how funny it is when somebody replies all. And then you're like, ooh, did you notice who was on the email? And everyone's like, oh no. Um, so really being aware of that um, is important. It, I, I never understood the importance of reply and reply all. But every time I send an email, I do that check. Who am I sending it to? Are the people I'm sending it to, is, do they need to know about this? And because you might be sending it to someone and they don't understand completely and you just opened yourself to all this miscommunication. Um, and so it's really important to keep that in mind. And then I don't trust my own writing sometimes, so I always have somebody read it. Um, I, the same as when you're talking to people, there could be a miscommunication. So if you don't ask, you'll, you won't know. But in writing, I always have someone else read it. And, and, and I ask them, does that make sense? Is it clear? You're coming from nowhere, right? Reading this email, do you understand what I'm trying to say? And if they do, that helps me know that, okay, then the person I'm sending you to is gonna understand it as well. Um, I used to do that in school. To be honest, I would always ask my friends to read whatever I was saying, <laughs> like a paper or a report, just to make sure um, it made sense to me. And like always, I always make sure anything I do, I kept it professional. So anything I did for SHIP, I try to keep it as professional as possible. Um, but also at, at work, I keep it as professional as I can just because um, you want to keep that going. So as a student, if you can work on already making your communication verbal and nonverbal just very professional, you're just going to set yourself to not have as many obstacles when you get into industry. Very, very true. That's 100% correct. I totally relate to the um, reply all and reply. I one time, I don't even know how this happened. I replied, but to myself and they were requesting some something from me and I attached it and I was like, here you go. And then like a week later, they're like, hey, I never got the email. And I was like, oh, I sent it to myself. I should have double checked. Um, so that's oh. just proofreading. <laughs> I've done that, trust me. And then when I get an email from myself, I'm like, why did I send this? And it was, it, yeah, 
I, it, yeah. And yeah. it gets bad. Sometimes people reply all and it's the whole company and it looks so bad. So I've taught my coworkers to don't respond. If you see other people from other groups, don't respond because our manager will see it and it will just look really bad <laughs> if you respond back. So yeah. oh. that, that, that's true. Oh. It's, it's like you respond, you, I don't know, you respond thinking it's kind of funny or you want to add to the conversation, but then it's an image of not only yourself, but your team also. So that's just mm-hmm. something to like always keep in mind. Um, mm-hmm. So then a quick question with kind of everything going on in the world and now everyone's like working from home and Cal Poly is going to start having virtual classes soon. So hopefully Miriam's excited for that. Um, can you kind of explain the difference of how your communication has shifted from being in the office to now being virtual and working from home? Um, it's been a, 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 a huge shift for us. Um, we were so used to being able to ask each other, like we just like pop up from our little like cubicle and be like, hey, I have a question. And we would just be able to ask each other. Now it's all via messenger. So uh, that's when I started really realizing like, okay, I need to make sure I'm always professional because now, you know, I can't just say, hey, can we like, you know, just reach out to my coworker who sits behind me? Um, and so uh, we, at least my team now, we've really used um, our messaging app at work a lot. We have a chat where we just talk about work. If somebody has a question, it goes to everyone in the team and everyone at, like everyone sees it and if one of us knows and replies, then it's saved in our chat history. So if somebody else had the same question or had the same problem, they'll be able to see it. Um, and then we have one where it's very just much as we call it for fun. Because the thing that really helps with like your, your, your team feeling like a team and doing teamwork is having relationships that are beyond just being your coworker, right? Um, so we have chats where we just say good morning or we've set up times where we just have tea and coffee all together just to kind of still build that communication and that human connection. Even if we're not video chatting, just chatting with each other about how our weekend went um, is really important to us because we don't have that. I mean, some of us live with family. Some of us live alone. Um, some of us live, live with, you know, our significant others and and we all have a different dynamic. but you miss that work dynamic. You actually miss talking to people. (laughs) And uh, you never thought you would miss people at work. You would see them 40 hours a week and you'd be like, I can't wait to not see you. And now you're just like, oh, like, it's nice. Let's, let's do this. So for a while, actually now a little bit less, but we're still doing like happy hours just to kind of chat and kind of keep our connection going. Uh, Work-wise, for sure, we meet once a week. We were already meeting once a week. So now it's just via, um, you know, a call. Um, but our boss works are just having, you know, a 30 minute just let's catch up. Everyone's doing good. Okay. Any questions and stuff like that. So we do try to keep the communication going. There's a lot more emails going around. Um, I've learned to use Messenger to just kind of reach out to somebody and say, hey, I saw that you're free. Do you have time to talk about this topic right now? Um, so things like that I've started doing because it's harder. I can't just walk over to somebody's desk. I have to see their schedule and see if they have the time. So I've done a lot of that. Um, but I think the most important thing that I've learned to keep me sane, to keep me um, kind of normal, 
is a schedule. Um, I literally still, I still kept my same work schedule um, just because I didn't want to change anything. I still, you know, I would go into work at seven and I'd be done by 3.30 or sometimes four. So I still keep that same schedule and I've built a routine where I feel like I'm getting ready. I don't get ready really for work, but you know, I just kind of, you know, do the normal things that you would do in the morning before you leave your house. Uh, and then I, I set up an area in my, uh, my home where it's all work. I only sit at it for work. And, and that's really helped me keep focused. So for students, I feel like that's really important um, because you know, you're so used to going into a classroom and now your classroom is changed to your computer. So if you don't have a comfortable work environment, you're gonna get distracted. You're, um, you're not gonna wanna do your work. <laughs> um, it, it gets harder. So if you keep that same schedule that you did when you were in school, um, I think it'll be really helpful. It's helped me a lot. And then once I'm done, I'm done. I mean, I know as a student, you can't do that because you have homework. <laughs> but I mean, you know, you can do your class work in one spot and then do your homework somewhere else just so that you have a chain of scenery right um, me i i sit at my work desk all day and then once i'm done i turn everything off and i don't go back to it because that's my work area and um that's actually something that even our vp for our department um really wanted to stress to everyone is because we're home so much to keep a schedule to help you keep focused and, and to still give yourself some time to have interaction with people or just yourself. So um, I know as a student, it's weird because you're used to hanging out with all your friends, but I mean, now we can't really do that, but hey, set up a Zoom call, set up a Facebook chat, go to a park and sit six feet away from each other or go to a park and study together, but you're still six feet apart know and uh, being safe um, I feel like those types of things are really helpful just because it's so such a different world and so you want to have your routine but still have time for you to decompress from your routine so keeping that balance is really important and for us using all the communication tools that we have is important for our team but it should also be important for your students as well so I'm pretty sure I you know teachers are going to be more willing to do calls like this like Skype or anything like that, just to make sure that everyone's, you know, still learning and still getting the education that they should be getting. I definitely agree with you on the designated workspace. Me being a student and constantly being out now without having that separation of home, school, definitely hard to keep focused. So having that little desk to myself, it's okay. Once I sit here, it's all schoolwork. Definitely helps out and helps me at least be a little more focused than I would than probably doing homework on the bed or somewhere that's not a little designated workplace. So that that definitely helps me a lot and I couldn't agree more. With the fall semester taking place virtually for many students as myself, do you have any tips or suggestions on how to become more of a team player and an effective communicator while being virtual for us, Diana? <laughs> Um, it really is just making yourself available as much as you can to your team. Um, you know, working, you know, keeping that communication that you built, even in person, keeping that same rhythm um, really helps. So um, I, 
you know, any way that, you know, just changing it to be virtual is just the biggest thing. So really moving from, you know, as, you know, setting up a meeting in a room to now we have a call, right? But you want to keep the communication the same. If you had meetings that would happen in a certain way, keep it the same. You know, just, just change the way that you're communicating, right? Um, really, it's just, I mean, like I was saying, it's really just keeping your schedule. Um, if you had a class at 8 a.m., like, wake up like if you were just going to go to class anyways, you know? Don't wake up five minutes beforehand. Trust me, it doesn't work. <laughs> I tried it. It's hard to to not have a routine where you mentally prepare for what you're about to do because um, then you're not in it. You're not going to learn. You're not going to like be very open to, you know, having that class. Uh, same thing with having, uh, you know, like I actually set a routine where I like keep myself um, standing and sitting throughout the day, just in the same spot, just because it's just healthier for you. But it's just, you know, it's kind of hard to sit in one spot all day. And um, it really just helps to just kind of make sure that you're still kind of being a little active. I well, I stay away from the bed because um, it just leads to not wanting to do anything. Um, so really, just keeping your routine, keeping your spot, like 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 I said, it, it and just making sure that if you already have that team trust and communication built, that you don't let it fall just because you're not seeing each other every day. Um, I know with my team, our little group chats are very helpful just because, you know, you know, sometimes we don't hear from someone in a week and we just go like, Hey, how are you doing? And like, I just reach out and say something to them just because it's been a while. Like we're don't, you know, don't us like, uh, don't go into a little corner just cause you don't have to talk to people in person. Right. Um, so just keeping that communication just helps. Um, and really, I mean, with school, I, 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 it hurts me that you guys can't go into classroom and learn and, 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 and you know, because it's kind of hard, I understand, to, to, to just sit at a computer all day, but, you know, you have to make the best of it, and if you really want to achieve what you want, and you want to get your good grade, and you want to graduate, and you don't want this, you know, quarantine and this, uh, you know, this pandemic to impact you, then you're going to strive to be better and continue the things that you were already doing, just to a different method different level right um definitely keeping face-to-face -face communication as much as possible is very helpful um or just calling people like i call sometimes i call my friends out of the blue just to talk to them <laughs> um things like that is you know stuff that you can still do um and and you could still like i would suggest you know like in to set up study meetings even just via zoom or chat um that's something that we do. Like sometimes if my, my coworker is doing something and we're both doing it, um, you know, he has a question. He's like, do you have time? Can we chat about this? Yes, definitely. And it's us working together through the problem that they're seeing. Similar to studying, right? If you study together and you have a problem together, you're both working through it together and, and, and trying to achieve those goals. So just keeping that in mind. Um, it's kind of hard because you just want to keep what you were doing. So if you want to be a team player in the world of virtual meetings and virtual chats, um, just making yourself available for people to ask you questions and communicate with you is very helpful. Because if they can't communicate with you or find you and you fall off the face of the earth because you don't want to be on any social network, um, it makes it harder for you to be involved with your team. 
So um, just having the time to sit down and talk with them is, is, is important right now, especially more importantly right now than it was before. Definitely agree with you. And me being a student, it's definitely hard, but like all working as <laughs> we're trying to make the best of it, trying to learn as much as possible. It's totally different now, but we have to make the best of it. These are special times and I can't stop the knowledge from coming in for sure. <laughs> no, it can't. And I feel like that's a, that's something we, you, you know, for all the like the club members that you guys have, just keeping even even for that, just keeping the same type of, you know, um, events that you might have had, but changing the way that they were done um, is a great way to just kind of keep everyone on the same page still and communicate and work together. Um, so it's it's something that I feel you know we all have to learn and hopefully one day we won't have to do this as much but uh, or at all <laughs> but you know it's a learning experience that you're going to take with you even as you know to your professional careers once you're graduated um, to be honest I already had a lot of calls where I didn't see people because we work with people who who work in Michigan or so in you know, Northern California and uh, we were already having these types of calls but you know it didn't really change the way we were communicating. We still kept it the same and made sure that we were still, you know, active. Um, and I hope that the team, you know, your club, the club and, and the students keep the same kind of uh, thinking as well. No, definitely. That's something that I know myself and I'm pretty sure many students included are definitely trying to do, especially during these mm -hmm. times. We're trying to keep the norm without having the norm. <laughs> For sure. mm -hmm. <laughs> so Diana, is there, um, do you have any closing thoughts um, you want to mention before we come to an end of this podcast? Um, I think it, to me, it's just um, taking everything that you're doing in school and seeing how you're going to learn, like what, what skills you're learning from it are really important. I, I feel like I should have done that while I was in school. Think about the reason well, why is this important? What am I learning from this? I feel like that's a lot of the things that I think of now and I never thought of as a student. Um, so that's a, like a big thing. That's how I learned how being a team player, working in teams doesn't end once you're done with school. You just keeps going. And I never thought about it until, you know, I was out in industry. Um, and, and just, you know, it's just important to know that though you feel like you might not do engineering every day, your school really prepares you to be an engineer, to be a professional, to be a team lead, to be, um, you know, somebody who helps your company become better and improve and reach their goals. So I think that's like the biggest thing that um, as a student you should reflect on. And then as being, you know, when you get into that point where you're going to go into industry, just absorb like thinking and absorbing everything that you just went through and using that in your everyday, you know, career. That is a hundred percent true, Joanna. Definitely being a sponge when you're in school, but not only in school, also in industry, just absorbing mm -hmm. all the information you can get is definitely a great way to kind of excel in school itself, but also as a young professional or just a professional in industry itself. 
so with this, we're going to come to a podcast close. Um, so I just want to thank you, Diana, for taking the time out of your day and jumping on with us to kind of share your experience um, and just mentorship and guidance for not only alumni, but also students who are currently working from home or studying from home. So we definitely appreciate the time that you put aside to join us today. Oh, you're welcome. I'm glad to do it. You know, being, Cal Poly is always going to have a special place in my heart. So, you know, the students from there are no different from the school itself. So I'm really glad that I got to do this with you guys. That's awesome. We definitely appreciate it. Thank you for listening to episode number one of the Perpetual Learner podcast. We really enjoyed talking to Diana about her ship involvement and about the importance of being a great team player and communicator. We encourage you to tune in next time when discussing the topic of finances and planning your next big milestone upon graduation. Want to stay up to date with our most recent podcasts and chapter activities? Follow us on Instagram at cppship and check out the chapter's website, cppship.org. Thanks for listening. Stay healthy and curious.